Welcome to Success Stories brought to you by SNS Activewear. I'm your host, Marshall Atkinson, and this is the podcast that focuses on what's working so you can have success too. How does humor play into how you think about sales? I'm not sure if you've ever considered that, but I know one person that has, and it is Ron Goodwin with Goodwin Graphics in Cohasset, Massachusetts. Ron has been using humor in his sales approach since 1976 to help keep his customers coming back and develop relationships. 45 years later, some of his best customers have had their sons or daughters doing business with his shop. Now that's loyalty. On this episode of Success Stories, we'll learn how, by speaking their language, he keeps his customers coming back for more. So welcome to the Success Stories podcast, Ron. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Marshall. Thank you for inviting me to be here. It's an honor to be with the, the other luminaries that you've had in this series. I've listened to a few of a lot of my close friends of mine, and I'm glad to be here. Well, I'm so excited to have you on the show. And you're one of the guys, I think, if anybody is doing things right, it's you. You've been in this business for quite a long time. Can you call my wife and tell her what you just said? <laughs> I can call your wife. <laughs> and I think it's going to be very interesting to hear your approach to it because, you know, sometimes you got to go back to the OG guys to find out what's really going on. You know what I mean? So my interest in using humor as a, as a way to sell is it's a generational thing. My dad was a salesman and he sold metal for people who fabricated stuff. He had a whole bunch of tried and true stories and jokes that he would use with his customers. And as a kid, I obviously didn't go on sales calls with him, but I did realize he always brought a funny story to whatever transaction he was doing. As a young kid, that was like, this is pretty cool. My dad's making these people smile. Right. And I think humor transcends a lot of situations. And, and we're going to get into some of that later. But first, I want to start about really talking about your business. You've been around for 45 years, and that's quite an accomplishment. So who are your customers and how do you think you're serving them best? Let's just get that out of the way. This is going to sound a little bit corny, but one of the best things about having your own business and being in business is the people that I get to meet and who I get to interact with. We like to look at the numbers and we like to make sure we're making money and that's a big component of it. But for me, it's like we're here to make their dreams come true. So when they come to me and they have a design, I can't judge whether that's a good designer. I just do the shirts the way they want them. And if they're happy, I'm happy. So most of my customers are not big transactional type customers. I'm not dealing with a lot of larger companies, although they do find their way here and we do some pretty decent sized jobs. Like our average job is $700, I think. And so most of it, it's smaller companies. And we have the luxury of knowing these people and knowing their families and getting to know them. And the longer you do business with them, the more you get to know them. I can't say that every customer I've ever had is still with me, but I would say the vast majority are. So the folks that you were doing business with back in the 70s and 80s, their children are now running their businesses because Pops retired or whatever. And now you're still printing for them. And it's just like, it's, it's what you do. 
in your areas, you see Ron about your shirts. Right. And the interesting thing about that, you're saying how the sons and daughters take over for the parents. That's not as common as we seem to believe it is. And I always thought that, oh, this is a this company's been three generations. And I thought, well, that's not a, that big a deal. The father passed it to the kid and the kid passed it to his kid. Well, it is a big deal because most businesses, they don't make that transition. So it's a lot of, there are a lot of those. I'm not saying there aren't, but I'm saying for a company to make generational leaps is a pretty good accomplishment. And it really says something about the families that that are able to do that. I know I'm not going to be able to do that. My daughters don't have any interest in Goodwin Graphics. And your dog's not taking over. Well, maybe Ruby could handle it. (laughs) She wags her tail and people love her. Your dog is in all of your social media and stuff. I always love seeing what your dog's up to. Nice. So tell us exactly where Cohasset, Massachusetts is, because if you're geographically kind of dumb like I am, we we don't know these things. So how far around your area do you serve in mass or like everywhere? So we are, we're about 20 miles south of Boston. We're on the coast. You know, and they say you take us, you make a circle around your business. Half of that circle of mine is in the ocean. So I have to work twice as half to get the other half to work. But I'm blessed in that I do have competitors, but not not a ton of them. And I do get a lot of work from Boston. And, you know, we get a lot of work. Told you earlier, I got an order from Italy today. So and we've shipped shirts all over the world. But the majority of our business is probably within a 20 mile radius. So let's just talk more about using humor. And you have this good-natured way of dealing with things. And tell everybody what your slogan is, because I think that kind of feeds into that too. How are you using humor and that kind of positive energy to attract customers and keep everything going with reorders and keep them coming back? So one thing is that there's a guy out there, his name is Steve Rizzo. He was a stand-up comedian. Now he's a motivational speaker. He's got a couple books out. But he talks about humor being, not human being, but a humor being. And he says that everybody has a sense of humor and inside of them there's humor. And that the more we can use that, better things are going to work out. So when you go like on a sales presentation, if it's all about the numbers and the exact things and no one's having any fun, you immediately put up a barrier and you're like, okay, I have to be analytical. And this is all about what's you know, the best cotton material and what, whereas if you use a little humor and you kind of break that down a little bit, people are willing to not be so analytical because they're having fun and it tends to break the barriers, so to speak. If you've been in a situation where you're dealing with a customer service rep and one of your suppliers and they're giving you the party line and you throw out a joke, it kind of cuts the anger and it turns it into a more of a human interaction. So our slogan is, it's a good day. Part of the reason that's our slogan is I want to remind myself that's a good day because not every day do we love going to work and not every day do we relish every job we're doing. But if you stop and think, say, this really is a good day. We have a business that's thriving. We're worried about the five dozen Bella Canvas Heather Green shirts we can't get. In reality, we got all these other jobs that are going through, no problem. So I don't know, it seems like human nature is to kind of focus on what's going wrong and not stop and say, you know, today is a good day. 
You're really good about that. You put that in social media posts. One of the things I love is the fact you had that really awesome challenge coin that you gave me at some trade show years ago. I, I still have that. Hold um, on to that. You'll never be broke. <laughs> yeah, I still have that thing. I love the positive energy that you just put out there in the world. Let's just, let's do like a little scenario. So a new customer, you've never seen him before, comes in the door. How are you using humor to greet them or what goes on during the order? How do you get that like humor banter going to keep everything positive? Give us an example. You have to be aware. You have to let them set the tone. They, for the moment, are your boss. If you get the feeling that they're not into any jokes, back off because you you know it can get ugly but you know someone might come in and they say uh are you ronnie goodwin and i'll say oh no that jerk only comes in on fridays to pick up the money but maybe i can help you and then they'll go well and then i'll say something they'll go oh wait a minute you are him i says yeah i am and if they ask for mr goodwin i always say mr goodwin's my father he doesn't work here but i can help you you know, you lead with a little bit of humor and you can't laugh at the artwork that they bring you that they want reproduced on the shirt. You have to be sensitive on that stuff. I've always said, hey, can I let you know how great our art department is? And I'll tell you, we have an artist, David works here. I don't know if he's going to hear this podcast, but I hired him specifically because he was good natured and he looked me in the eye during the interview and I mean, you know how hard it can be to hire an artist because they can excel in different things. But David gets it about interacting with people. And we don't want to be too serious because these are T-shirts. They're not, it's not a hot lung machine for your mother in the hospital. We should be able to have a few jokes about it. So have you ever said something and the second it left your mouth, you're like, uh oh. <laughs> Are you talking about today, this week, or my career? So one time we did a ton of work for a big financial institution in Boston, and they had their own fitness program and softball teams and all that. They bought a ton of stuff. They bought a ton of stuff through purchasing department and a ton of stuff through their fitness thing and different events that they have. So a woman calls me up and she wants to know about softball uniforms. So I go over, you know, what we have to offer and what would be a good fit. So she goes to place the order. We figure out the shirt. She goes to place the order and she said, oh, and I need one in 3X. And I said, well, they only make this shirt up to 2X. So we're probably going to have to pick a different shirt. She goes, well, no, I really like this shirt. Can't we get in 3X? I says, no, unfortunately, we can't. We can have, we're going to have to figure this something out. She goes, well, what am I going to do? And I says, well, maybe you can tell her to run the bases a few times more. And you know the rest of the story. Yeah, right? because it was for her. <laughs> yeah. And I didn't find that out till months later. One of the other people there said, what did you say to so-and-so? And I said, no, don't know. Because the funny thing is, we did get the order, but I think that was the last one we got that she was involved in. But I just shudder when I even think about what a friggin' jerk, you know, and I just and I don't know how that's my worst story. And I want to call her up and apologize, but I know that would just dig it up. I think we've all stuck our foot in our mouth at one time or another. Yeah, but how about somebody who wears a 3X? giving someone crap about it. 
3X. Well, I don't know. Right. In some shirts, I have to wear a 3X. I'm kind of a big guy. So. <laughs> totally relate. <laughs> so it can be dangerous at times. And- it can be dangerous. Like what you hear so far? Be sure to subscribe so you can get the latest from Success Stories. And now here's Zach shortly with her SNS Spotlight. Expressing your individuality is becoming more and more important within the fashion scene. Nowadays, it's more about standing out than fitting in, which means being able to pitch a wide range of looks to your clients is essential. That's why at SNS, we're always looking to add fun and unique styles from the best premium and retail brands on the market. And with over 80 to choose from, including retail favorites like Adidas, Champion, Columbia, Alternative, and Tommy, you're sure to find something that'll help your clients stand out from the crowd. To see our wide selection of accessories and apparel, check us out at snsactivewear.com. Thanks for listening. Can we hear a story about how you're joking around with a customer or kind of these kind of little jobs here and there, and that's really led to more orders or you said something and that, and they told like, oh yeah, I I do need those baseball hats, right? Do you have an an anecdote about that? So one of the things that we do is we have a HomePod, you know, it's the Apple music thing. And when a customer comes in and we're going through a thing, I'll stop and say, what's the best concert you've ever been to? Or who's your favorite musician? And they look at me like, what are you nuts? And they'll go, oh, the Eagles. I'll look over and go, hey, Siri, can you play the Eagles? And the Eagles will stop playing. And it kind of like, it changes the mood in the room. It's kind of like humor, but it's like, this is their music and that's what they like. And sometimes it's painful because they, they don't, they like crappy musicians and I have to listen to it through the presentation, but it's worth it for the few minutes that I do. And actually I've discovered some music I didn't know about through my customers that say, oh yeah. And then that's worked out pretty good in my shop and it's an easy thing to do. That's interesting. I love that idea. Do people seem to really appreciate that? The ones who get it do. Yeah. Yeah. Occasionally they'll be like, oh, well, I really don't like music. And I go, Really? Okay. <laughs> hey, Siri, play the news. <laughs> but, my, you know, most people, they might have a different sense of humor than you have, but most everyone responds to humor. And if they don't, I'm okay with them buying their shirt somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever fired a customer, Ron? Oh, yeah. I learned that about, I don't know, probably 20 years ago. And I'll tell you, for you younger people, that you should... Fire fast and hire slow when you're doing that firing and hiring. But customers, the first time, I think it was one of the first times I did it. It was a guy was, he just was never happy with anything we did. And so finally, I just told, I said, you're not happy with what we do. And then he he came in and he wanted us to bid on all this stuff. And he had like these bid sheets and we bid on everything. And then we ended up getting divorced and it was, it wasn't painful for me at all because that time and effort that we spent with him, we put it towards other customers that were appreciative and people are lining up with their checkbooks, wanting to buy shirts. And I'm wasting the time and this guy saying, Oh, that the green ink on the green ringer shouldn't have matched the trim. I'm like, well, okay. But so yeah, we fired a few over the years. There's a couple came back. One of them came back. He's a really good customer now. I was listening to some podcasts the other day and they were saying about when you first meet with a customer and you see red flags, 
you should pay attention and that they may not be a good fit for you. And if you're better off to not engage than to try and make it work and end up trying to please somebody that you're not going to be able to please. And, and unfortunately, well, not unfortunately, it's probably good in the long run. The consumer has the power now where they, in the past, they didn't. They had to buy what the supplier was supplying. Now it's more a customized situation where the consumer can get whatever they want, pretty much. And they, and if they're not happy with you, make it known that you weren't good for them. There wasn't, back in the day, you could tell a customer, go, you whatever, and they couldn't give you three stars on Facebook or Google, or there was no yeah. recourse for them. They just would have to go away pissed off. But Nowadays, the customers have the power, and some of them aren't reasonable. The earth is certainly flat because of the internet. Look, you just got an order from Rome, Italy. So the yep. we both know uh, Jeffrey Gittimer, and I think you print his shirts for him. And he's a big proponent of using humor in sales. And he likes to break things up and make it really kind of entertaining. And I, I think kind of a phrase I learned a long time ago is, People don't do business with their enemies. They do business with their friends. Has your style of using humor, has that produced some friendships over the course of your career? Yeah, I totally believe, and this even trumps the money, is the best part of being in business and having a small business is all the people I get to meet. And I've met some amazing people that have come into my shop and and I hear their stories and what they've done and David McCullough, I don't know if you know of him. He's an author. He writes books, mostly historical stuff. He's a customer. He's been in and he's like, unbelievable. And yeah, get him as a friend of mine and get him as not always the funniest guy, but we have a lot of good laughs. And actually, Jeffrey introduced me to Steve Rizzo, the guy I was talking about, the uh, motivational speaker who was a stand-up comedian. So how is that working with a guy like that in finding customers through referrals. Because if you're developing using your humor, using kind of your friendly nature, doesn't everybody go, oh yeah, you got to work with Ronnie. You got to work with Ron. He's your guy, right? Right. I get that. Yeah. And part of the challenge of that is that when someone gives a referral, I got to take that customer and take good care of them. Because obviously if they go back and they say, well, that guy's terrible. That's going to be a reflection on them, a reflection on me. So I think probably 80 to 90% of our business comes from referrals. And occasionally they'll say, oh, we Googled you and you were close by. But most all of people who end up here are through referrals. We don't do any traditional advertising. You know, we do Instagram and Facebook. And when people post who's a good place to get T-shirts on Facebook and a local, I'll get out of 12 referrals, eight of them will be for Goodwin Graphics. And I always post in. I says, yeah, they're a great company, but the owner's kind of a jerk. (laughs) And do people see that and get the joke? Yeah. And if they don't, they're not smart enough to realize a guy named Ronnie Goodwin could be associated with Goodwin Graphics. It's all good. Right. So how are you doing these days with the economy opening back and up? Are you getting busier? What's going on there where you live? So we're like a butterfly emerging from a cocoon. We're doing great. You know, the big challenge is can't get black hoodies and extra large and stuff like that. But that's a small challenge. And I called the customer today. I couldn't get them light blue Gildan t-shirts in large or whatever. One of my mantras up until this whole thing is that if somebody orders a certain shirt, they get that shirt. 
Some places will say it's 100% five ounce cotton shirt and they'll give you six different brands. We always say you're going to get this brand. So I hate that I have to call customers and say, look, we can't get the next level in this color, but we can get you the Bella canvas. It's very similar. That's been a small challenge, but we're not a big shop. There's only four of us here, so it doesn't take a lot to keep us busy. And you know, I I can't go on much longer. I'm 70, or I'll I'll be 70 in August, so I have to start slowing down. I think. Yeah, that's when Lucy takes over. Yeah, <laughs> I hope so. So uh, name's Allie, though. It's not Lucy. It's Allie. It was Allie. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I thought it was Lucy. No, I'm talking about your dog. Oh, that's Ruby. Ruby. <laughs> Ruby takes over. We're all in trouble. Ruby just wants to eat and run. So, Ron, if you had any piece of advice for everyone listening out there, what would you say? Well, if, don't spend money you don't have and, and try and invest in your future. But one thing that I've learned is that you should get paid up front because if your customers or potential customers are surfing the internet for a good deal and they go to Custom Inc. or one of those other online suppliers, all of those suppliers require prepayment. And we're in an industry that once you print the shirts, they're no good to anybody except the customer that ordered them. So it makes sense that they should pay you up front. And we switched over a couple of years ago after I heard uh, Mike McCallowitz there at, um, I think it was- Print Hustlers, probably. Print Hustlers Conference. And it really changes the whole dynamic because you don't have to send out statements. You don't have to send out late notices. All of that is gone. You you get your money and then you have the money to buy the goods that you need to get. And, you know, it gives you a false sense that you're doing better than you are because you have money in the bank. You, you have obligations. And I've gotten very few pushbacks from customers. And I tell them, it's no reflection on your ability to pay or whether you trust us or don't trust us. It's just the way we do business. And I would hope that our industry would adopt that as the norm. This is how you do it. And I know there's guys out there that say, oh, I got a big customer. They'll never go for that. Well, you'd be surprised. I've gotten large universities to do it. And most all of them have American Express cards that they can put the stuff on. And so that would be my advice. Do that. That's excellent advice. I'm a big believer in that too. And there's something out there. You've probably heard of it called COVID. That's the bad guy that you can blame it on. yeah right you can just say you know because of covid we've had to do this we're not a bank to be honest with you we implemented it a year before covid but we weren't really strict about it until covid and then it's the new normal they they like to say right well i like to use the term next normal the next normal yep yeah because the new normal that sounds like it's just a right here. version of something yeah. else. Yeah. I think the next normal, and I, I don't even think we know what the next normal is yet. I still think we're on the road to getting somewhere, but we're not quite there yet. Don't you think? Yeah. And they say, you know, if you want things to stay the same, we're going to have to make some changes. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. All right. Well, cool. Well, thank you so much for your time today, Ron. If somebody wanted to get a hold of you to learn more about what you do or how you can help them, what's the best way to do that? Well, there's always email, goodwingraphics at comcast.net. There's Facebook and Instagram. Well, they can pick up the phone and call me. And you'll answer? Oh, probably half the time I answer. All right. Well, 
Hey, thanks so much for being on the show. We really appreciate you. Oh, thank you. I can't wait to see you guys in flesh again. It's It's been a long year. All right, Ron. Hey, thank you so All much right. for your time thank today. Thank you. We'll see you out there. Well, that's our show today. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to subscribe so you can stay up to date on the latest Success Stories episodes. Have any suggestions for future guests or topics? Send them my way at marshall and marshallatkinson.com. And we'll see you next time.